Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the girls and boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Monday, May 13th, see Class B girls at 8.30 p.m. Central and Class A girls at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. There's two types of college football coaches. There's those who believe the players are there for them, and there's those who believe that they're there for the players. And Elijah knows he's there for the players, and Joey knows that he's there for the players, and that's what we, we believe here. So um, hopefully everyone hires the right people. Welcome back here on. Heard at Sports Radio. I'm Ravi Lula. Andrew Rogers here with me. We are brought to you this segment by our great friends over at the Warhorse Sportsbook. They have the location, the casino over in Lincoln, mm-hmm. and now you can go place your sports bets at the Horseman's Park in Omaha. That's 6303 Q Street. They've got the little uh, setup in the in the infield, right? Sure do. You yep, you drive um, what seems like a, a half mile. Um, maybe they call it um, a length. Good signage, though, right? They, Great they, They're signage. very good at, at, yep. at telling well, you where to go. It, it's funny, too, because you you drive in, and it, it's kind of like a billboard that, like if you're on the highway and you see a billboard for mm-hmm. a college, and it's like, do you know where you're going? <laughs> I've got the answer, right? Like that's like yeah. this type of signage you have driving into Warhorse. It's like, do you feel lucky? You're going to win today. Like things like that. I'm like, ah, these guys are great. Yeah. <laughs> And so you can go over to Horseman's Park, 6303 Q Street, or uh, to the Warhorse Sportsbook uh, in the casino in Lincoln. They've got all sorts of your favorite bets covered, pretty much every major sporting event. They've got straight bets, parlays, props. I know you love the props and the parlays. Sure do. And I love the in-game. Ate me up last night. I love the in-game betting. All of those are accepted. Go to warhorsecasino.com sportsbook or get the Warhorse Casino app for details and full list of house rules. Or you got the bet builder on there as yep. well. You can put your bets together, then go to either Horseman's Park or the casino and just scan the QR codes, get that mm-hmm. thing done. Which is actually better than mobile betting because mm-hmm. if you mobile bet, you still have to go through all the steps of logging in, face ID, mm-hmm. passcode, things like that. Then if there's a profit boost, avail- uh, profit boost available, you can't have your bet slip sitting there and apply the profit boost. Mm-hmm. You have to click the profit boost, clear your bet slip, and then redo it to get the profit boost. Mm-hmm. And so like that's like the nice part about the convenience of the Warhorse Bet Builder app mm-hmm. because you can build it, you go, you scan it, and boom, it's on the screen, you hit place. Just ready to go. Mm-hmm. you love to see it. Uh, that is the Warhorse Sportsbook. No bets, no glory. Uh, all right, I know there was a couple things that I got to earlier that you wanted to get to yeah. as well, so let's fire away. Yeah, so I just want to touch on um, something, and, and this was kind of the focal point of, of Coach Rule's presser yesterday, of p- taking the blame, putting everything on him. Mm-hmm. And by doing so, it, it let me think, um, you know, a couple of different ways. One, uh, by hearing him say that, which I, I figured he would, mm-hmm. uh, but at least it gave some clarity uh, it, it tells me that he has every ability to take over play calling at any point if he deems if he needs necessary. To. Yeah. Right now, though, it also was stated that Satterfield's his guy. Yeah. And he's not changing that. No. And you know what? I don't know if I'm unhappy with that take. 
And now that may be unpopular, but we all have to remember that this isn't the ideal offense that they wanted to run coming into the season, no matter how bad it looks. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually fine with giving one more year. But if problems continue, then I expect reevaluation to take mm-hmm. place. And I yeah. think Coach Rule would be able to do that because as much as these guys are his family, he's able to separate family and business. And he's going to yeah. make sure the business side of it works because he's not going to allow his team to fail. Like, if, if you look up five reasons to fail, five common reasons to fail, mm-hmm. the things you come across are, like, a lack of trust and opportunities to build from it. You get uh, bad management, which there's, uh, there's absolutely no reason for me to believe that there's bad leadership mm-hmm. uh, on this staff. Like, Coach Rule's the, the number one. Everybody else below answers to rule, and then the players answer to their position coaches and so forth down the list, and that's that CEO approach that we've talked about for a while. Mm -hmm. But I don't think there's bad management, even if the message isn't super clear for their quarterbacks or if it's not like translating from practice to games. There's there's nobody on this staff that's like, oh, uh, the reward is only for me, Mm -hmm. right? They they. The reward is for everybody else but, but them. The, the selflessness of the staff, we talked about a little bit, selflessness with, with Creighton basketball this year mm-hmm. and how they moved the basketball. I, I see that a lot with this, with this coaching staff too on how it's more for others than themselves. And there's not a misunderstanding of what this team is or should be because the culture is laid out. The standard is there. Mm-hmm. So that's not an issue either. And it, it hasn't been deep enough to have poor recruitment strategies or tactics or things like that. So there's no reason to believe that this team is failing right now, even though it's hard. Sure. And so I had a drink like, you know, a cup of humble juice yesterday too. <laughs> because, I, you know, just like everybody else, I was critical yep. and I thought Coach said it right. You can be critical. Yeah. You can be critical and of this should, staff and, you should, and, and you should allow for that yeah. because you're in a position to be critical. Mm-hmm. We don't sit in these chairs to, to claim that we're right about everything. Mm-hmm. We'll say things and then we expect people on our YouTube stream to combat us. Yeah. Um, I expect somebody to, uh, to be my uh, mad dog. TK is that <laughs> to me most days. <laughs> Right, I'll be Stephen A, and he can be Mad Dog, and you know that that's what you expect in these type of conversations because that that's the role you're in. But I, uh, it, it goes back to something I said last week: the ownership that this staff takes in everything mm-hmm. is what you want at the end of the day. Yeah, you want people to be able to say that they succeeded and they failed, and they can in both instances keep their chin up. Yeah, so I. The ownership is a big deal for me and the accountability because, honestly, that was my big issue with the previous staff is I didn't feel like they took accountability for anything. And I thought that filtered down to the players to the point where, okay, how do you expect the players to ever take responsibility for their actions and for their mistakes and to get better from them if that's not the behavior being modeled by the coaching staff? And It's a challenge. And that's what I that's why I firmly believed that Scott Frost and staff wouldn't be able to turn it around because I, I thought you I thought he would have had to fundamentally change who he was as a person to start taking ownership and modeling that behavior. And I just didn't think he was gonna do that. Coach Rule, whatever, you know, lapses there may be in terms of what we've seen on the football field this year, he has never wavered and one of the reasons I've always I've liked him pretty much from the jump was he always takes responsibility and accountability and ownership for 
everything and even things he probably shouldn't have to and things that he probably doesn't have to. He will take ownership to a fault and that is the behavior you want modeled to your players because even though it's not being, you know, we're not seeing it come to fruition when the, in the turnovers right now, right? You're, you did see the penalties cleaned up. You know, they talked about procedure penalties being an issue. That was one of the huge issues under the previous coaching staff was messing things up, coming out of timeouts, procedural issues, procedural penalties. They've gotten one penalty in the last two games, and it was a pass interference call, which is a subjective call, and it was probably a pass interference. It's probably the right call, but that's a, hey, I'm trying to make a play. That's not a... That's not a, a what a stupid penalty, you know, where you're just not focused or a lack of, you know, an unforced error. That you're trying to make a play on a ball, you're trying to make a play on a receiver. Pass interferences are going to happen, and you're going to live with those all the time. But it's the procedural stuff. It's the, um, you know, taking timeouts and not getting plays in after breaks and after, um, you know, after quarter breaks and after commercial breaks and things like that. It's little stuff like that that you've seen already cleaned up that you say, okay. Yeah, the turnovers are still a huge issue. It still needs to be addressed. You still have to fix that. But because I've seen these other things improve, because I've seen these other areas where the accountability and the ownership is obvious, then it gives me hope and it gives me belief that the other things can get fixed as well. You know, we talked about it earlier this week. The offensive line had been really, really bad last year. It had been bad for stretches this year, although I think the run blocking was, for the most part, good most of the year. Then Rule mentions, you know, I, I said it yesterday. I was like, man, I think that might be the best offensive line performance we've seen all year. Rule reiterates that in his press conference. They have taken ownership and accountability, despite the fact mm-hmm. that they're missing two starters, despite the fact that New Willie missed a couple games, despite the fact that Ben Scott's playing with a strained or sprained, strained, whatever, MCL. It's not like they've got ideal situations on the offensive line, and that's why it's working out better than it has in the past. They've taken ownership and accountability, and they've taken that to the next level, and now they're producing as a unit. You just hope you start to see that in the other position groups as well. Now, there is always a however sure. in life. Yep. And if there's toxicity in a work environment ever, mm-hmm. or someone is constantly failing at their job at the team's expense, you get rid of that person. End of story. Change is not always bad. I know that Coach Rule had ended up saying, like, oh, yeah, you know, when things go bad, like, you know, the, the instant reaction is to change, change, change. Well, you don't want to prolong right. poor judgment calls or, or things like that, which could impact the team more. Yeah. So it, it's, it's a balance. It, it's, it's when you think it's been long enough and it's without going over yeah. that bridge of being – too far and, and now it's doomed and, and there's it's the land of no return right so I but I believe in coach rule like I, yeah. I think he's done a great job in, in having that balance and at this point you know you just have to expect the expected you can't expect the unexpected with this team this game's going in the fourth quarter against Wisconsin this week expect the expected and we'll talk about that more with Jim Polzin coming up next